0: Love, talk, radio. Hi, this is Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This series of podcasts is dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for 25 years. I'm also a mom. I learned many lessons from my child clients and my own kids, too. This informed my parenting as well as the parent consulting that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. I'll cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting. I think already I've covered 20. So you, too, can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and life-altering. They will change and, even more importantly, enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, and how you feel about yourself around children, and improve your overall parenting esteem, something that lots of us parents struggle with. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There will be special guests, and I have one today, that will further our conversations about parenting and children. You'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book that's do out later this year, Raising Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids, and check out my website, www.integrativecounseling.us. That's one word. And um, on that website, you can get resources for, and web courses, actually, for parents and professionals. So, enough, enough about that. Here's the exciting thing. Today we're talking with Daly Smith. She is a licensed mental health counselor and play therapist and a grown up former kid who talks back. So, oh, uh, I, I, <laughs> I guess she really is. So, in that yeah. role. so I'm super excited for Daly's professional, and maybe even more importantly, uh, personal insights. And if you want to hear uh, more from Bailey in a totally different way, um, she does a podcast on SoundCloud called Estrogen Bombs with her friend Susan. So thank you. Thank you. you. All right, Bailey. So let's get cracking at this. So let's start off with just, um, I kind of, I was a little bit of a kid who taught that, but not until I got older. So not until I got to teenage years. But right. I think what you were saying when we talked about this was you have you were a talkbacker all along. Yeah. Okay. Can <laughs> <I mean, laughs> you just tell us, yeah. like, a little bit about that? Um, well, I feel like I should start off with saying, like, I had great parents. Okay. Right. I had great parents. Okay. So, wait, I want to stop you right there. So one thing that I think is really important for people to hear is that you can be a great parent and your kid can still talk back. Totally. Okay. Totally. I am living in group and so is my brother. Okay. Um, I I grew up in a home where um, everyone was very expressive. So um, my parents, their communication at times, you know, it's a lifelong process of right. learning how to communicate <laughs> respectfully right. and efficiently. Mm-hmm. And um, I picked that up right away that if I was not getting my needs met, right. I was speaking up about it. Yeah. I was angry and right. I... I used That's very colorful language right. for my young age, but um, yeah, I, I think I had the same experience in that when I became a teenager, yeah. that that left, that started to leave the home, and it was right. kind of like whoever was disrespecting me or making me feel uncomfortable. Right. Which, as I'm getting older, I'm like, that was a good thing. It yes. just wasn't socially acceptable. Okay, so I'm going to keep a couple of things out of here because I think there's already like all these like sort of diamonds and what you're saying. Right. So one. For life, and you know, when you're it's <laughs> <That's> like the <laughs> best, positive. yeah, I yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Um, so and 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 by that, and I've talked in some uh, other podcasts about like having strong willed children, they're the toughest to raise, but how else do you want them in the world? Right. And I think about for parents, if you could just sort of who struggle with their kids talking back, or even teachers with kids talking back, or babysitters, whoever coaches yeah. is listening, is that if you can just reframe it, if you could sort of like just think that this is not so much about a kid talking back as a kid advocating for themselves or sharing their opinion, Mm -hmm. and they're just not eloquent at it. I mean, some adults certainly aren't either, but that kids are really raw with that, and that's one of the things that we're going to experience as adults is that when kids try to share their point of view with us, but sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable because it is done in an ungraceful way. Right. And there's so much emphasis on children being obedient mm-hmm. and um, just listening to their, their parent no matter what. Yeah. A lot of what I hear from the parents that I work with who this is an issue for is that they're, um, they're demanding respect for their, right. from their children. And this is one way that they see that their child is being disrespectful. So I think even in the way that you introduce it, that it might not necessarily be that your child is disrespectful. It might be, one, that's sort of the communication that's modeled for them around their home and in their family. So you have to then, I think, as a parent, take stock of that. How do we talk to each other? Right, right. Um, how do we talk to the, our children? And then, um, and then also that it really is about being able to express yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty simple in the, in that way. It's it sounds <laughs> simple, but um, I can understand where um, that would be a hard thing to figure out how to mm-hmm. do in right. your family and get your, you mm-hmm. know, your whole family on board with, with operating under that fat model. Right. So, well, one of the things then that I would just want want to say sh- straight up to parents is like you have to take stock of that. So before right. you're getting really upset. And letting it become something bigger, growing it into something bigger, fertilizing that talking back thing is really taking stock of how you talk to your child. And honestly, record yourself so that you can oh, hear right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like hear your tone of voice, hear the intonation, hear all of those kind of right. things. Because I know um, one of the examples I um, I think I've shared before is that um, I'm not a yeller. I'm, as a person, but as a parent. And I remember saying to my son something like, um, you know, like, Andrew, you have to go do it now, otherwise I'm going to lose it. You know, Mm -hmm. something like that, in uh, that kind of voice. And he said, "Um, stop yelling at me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that that wasn't yelling. Um, But that was his perspective. So I think that um, recording yourself and not recording your child, that I think is like a little – it uh, can be really good. Fair, right. yeah. But recording yourself, how do you sound? And then really when you're in a calm, reflective space to yeah. kind of listen to that. Yeah. And I think you could you can take it even a step further, mm-hmm. too, to see what's being modeled in your home. If, if it were a problem where your child right. is disrespectful or, or talking back right. outside of the home. Disrespectful yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to your spouse, significant other, mm. just people in your life. Yeah. Because that's what they're absorbing and being okay. That's right. So children are, you know, I think that's the one thing that's really hard for us as parents is like children are watching. <laughs> are every, <laughs> <literally>. <laughs> and so they're going to notice that. They're even going to notice when uh, we're being more passive about those kind of things. Right. So, it, so it is important to take stock that way. What are some of the things that you think, um, sort of, like, either contributed or would have helped you, like, not talk back into much as that... Yeah, and um, you kind of touched on this in your podcast with your daughter, Leah. Oh. Um, not being represented in what was going on at all or understanding why I couldn't do something. Oh, okay. So not, not hearing my feelings about a particular right. situation my mom was giving me a no for or... Yeah. Um, because I said so. Exactly. Exactly. I said so. That was, that was <laughs> been my best time <laughs> So like, what was a great if I could hold you there for a little bit. There's a great lesson there. Please stop it. Parents. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying because I said so because it and again I, I really I think I talked about it in the, in the raising Freakishly well-behaved kids book too is that it we all promised ourselves when we were kids that we were not going to say that right. when we became parents and yet we do and that's a sign that we don't really have a good argument and if exactly. like own it like I don't have a good reason why but in this and one of the things that I'll say to my kids but in this in this moment um I, I'm making the decision because I am the adult and I am the parent, and you can be mad at me. Right, that's fine. right, and but that's even more, that's, that's yeah. the ownership over it. Exactly. That's giving the child something um, to work with. It's not uh-huh. just a solid no. Right, <laughs> right. right. So I said so. Um, those were the moments where I didn't feel like um, my feelings were valid uh-huh. in a situation, um, and it was an opportunity to educate me. Right, and I felt like I being dismissed, okay. being dismissed. So, so that goes back to some other um, podcasts that we've done and something that um, that we touch on both in the book and that there even are some resources on our website. So we want to make sure people um, hear that. Yes. It's, that's about listening one, being right. able to be a good listener to your kids and two is that's about being able to validate or what we call sometimes reflecting their feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not always easy to do when you're a parent, and you don't want to be your child's therapist, um, so, like, that makes it difficult, but it also, I think one of the things as parents we need to admit is that it pushes our buttons, you know, yeah. and so when our buttons are pushed, we're not, you know, we're not at our best for listening. Right, right. Um, but I think um, to tease out what you're saying is that um, that really giving your kids opportunity for voice, even if it's not in that particular moment, right. um, at other times, it can be really be helpful. Yeah. So, um, and I'll, I'll talk about this in consultations because if a parent is too elevated emotionally to right. be able to speak or, or, or talk to the child in a respectful way, mm-hmm. to say, like, this isn't something we can talk about now, uh-huh. but in a half hour after I do, right, we'll sit down and have a conversation about yeah. it. So it's really okay. And, and uh, you know, I think that you're being reflected too on your, what you were like as a kid is been mm-hmm. like, like, I could have lived with. I need ten minutes, you know, or I need a half hour. We you have to just talk about it. Right? right. Yeah. So, and, and and I think that um, in culturally in this time where we have like uh, everything is so quick, is that right. um, that's something. That's a hard lesson sometimes for kids to learn, um, and it's hard sometimes for us as parents. Like, I even, last night, my daughter um, was in the other room, and she said, oh, Mom, you got to come see this. And I, I needed to know, like, Do I have to see this now, or can it wait five (laughs) minutes? Because I'm in the middle of doing something. Right, right. (laughs) and and I think you know it's fair for us to ask those things um, as parents, and it's also fair for us to do those things as parents. And and part of even the um, the time might also be to take a time out if you are feeling as a parent like your buttons are getting pushed by your kid talking back to you, or your feeling like I don't have a good answer and I need to think about this before yeah. I respond. Is and I think it's also fair, especially for little kids, to say, uh, you know, Mom or Dad, uh, we need a timeout, and then we'll get back to you. Right. So now you're also modeling <laughs> for them that they can uh, that they can do that. That timeout yeah. is for calming down, not right. just like when they're quote unquote in trouble. So, right, right. You yeah. give so much time to process the situation and the emotions, mm-hmm. and then come up with tell me right. <laughs> right so do you get um, uh, as a licensed mental health counselor and play therapist do you get parents who that's part of why either they bring their kid to counseling or that's part of what they want to talk about with you them talking back yeah not always that it hasn't ever been like the prime reason, right. but it's always just like a little added behavioral <laughs> issue that right. they're, they're frustrated with. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the things that they, um, you said when you do consultation with parents, one of the things that you've talked to them about is giving the child some, giving them some opportunity for voice. What other recommendations do you know? Um Well, so I, I, like we said, I also just ask them to kind of reflect on how the communication mm-hmm. is in the home. I'll talk about having time. Time in, time out. Awesome. Um, talk a little bit more about that time in, time out way that so we think about it. It's kind of what we just described in that, okay, if I'm, I'm too emotional right now to have this conversation mm-hmm. and have, a, have, have positive, positive, positive outcomes, we're going to take this break. Yeah. And then we'll have some time in when we're spending time together. Yeah. Um, so whether it's to talk about the situation or just to have the child, hey, this is what I'm interested in. Right. This is Minecraft. Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. time in where they're spending um, happy time together. Yeah. Um, another thing that I always talk about is um, having a family meeting. Ah, I was just writing myself a little note. <laughs> I, I I just. So what was happening behind the scenes here was I was just going to write myself a little note to bring that up because I yeah. think that that's a really good way too. to so yeah. so like talking about, like, okay, this is these are the goals that how we want our family to operate, uh-huh. these are our values as a family. So, if respect is one of them, right? You know, that incorporates, like, okay, we're not going to talk to each other in a disrespectful yes. way. Um, and I would say, further, just to interrupt you there for one uh-huh. second, is Define that. When you say to your kid you're talking back and it's disrespectful, right. what do you mean by that? Do you mean how loud they're talking, but what they're talking about, the tone of their voice, yeah. that they're also rolling their you eyes? Thinking, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, what really? What do you mean by that? Yeah. Because um, you know, and I can remember this is one thing that I do remember as a kid is that uh, talking back to my mom. I was I was probably 13 or 14 years old at the time and talking back to her, but she walked away. She was walking away as I was talking back to her and that, that did it for me as a, a teenager. I, I lost it because God. she was walking away. And then after, and I think I said something like, yeah, walk away from me or something, you know, <laughs> her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <her>. <laughs> like kind of in a very alarming way. But um, But I think after that, like there was a click for both of us where my mom set, said, you know, very uh, vulnerably that um, that's what I do, you know, is when I'm feeling attacked, mm-hmm. I walk away. And I was like, ah, okay. So I can't, I'm, I, even at 13, I, but like something also clicked for me is if I want to be heard, I can't be so aggressive in the way I talk with my mom. Wow. You know, so I think that there, and I don't know that I could have, Put that into the words that I did just now at 43. Right, right. Um But I think that that's you know one of the things that it, I could feel it, you know, yeah. even at thirteen or fourteen years old. Yeah, so. sounds like a big life <laughs> Yeah, talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I think also just being able as a family, what um, and however your family is made up to say that's not respectful. Mm-hmm. And and another example is what's happening um not just between parents and children, um, but also between the children, right? And so oh, I, um, right. I know you um said something about your brother earlier, but I remember when my when my kids were younger, um I was yeah, you know, probably my son was two or three, my daughter was hold on, I gotta do that. <laughs> Six or seven. And she used to um, take toys away from, you know, take something out of his hand to help him in an effort to help him. But um, but we talked to her about that that's that's really, that that's really disrespectful to do. He's trying to figure it out, and you're taking it, mm-hmm. you know. And so being able to to show kids behaviorally what you're talking about when you're talking about what's respectful and what's not respectful. Right, to yeah. have those examples. Right, because if they're going to be that – that, that I, we don't want them to be that way with each other either. Yeah. And that yeah. that has kind of worked for me. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, really lucky. Yeah, um, my brother and I are just working on them. Yeah, you're right. It, I didn't even, like, think of that to talk about for today. But, yeah, um, yeah that even my brother and I clashing and not mm-hmm. hearing each other and having standoffs essentially a lot of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about not just how so, – you know, I think earlier um, Bailey and I talked about like how important it is to model respect, mm-hmm. but it, it it is important also to bring it out to the open and teach respect mm-hmm. and what you mean by that, and then live by that, and mm-hmm. and also to be able, you know, it's so important to be able to say you're wrong as a parent, and to be yeah. able to say like I just was really disrespectful that I shared that story about you or that. I rolled my eyes, but you, when you told that, so being able to say when you're making mistakes um, or being disrespectful as a parent, too. And, you know, to whomever, even if it's, you know, to a, to somebody who's serving you at a, you know, restaurant or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyone you're interacting with. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I know that you had a couple of things that you were like, I definitely want to talk about these things related to talking, best. Did we hit on all of them oh, or are we? Yeah, we do. The only other thing that I can think of in, in my consultation work that I that I say a lot is, um, like, could every, I, I kind of pose that as a question, like, do you think it's possible for everyone to agree on what a repercussion would be? Oh, okay. If you were to break any That's of the family rules um, so that the child knows, like, okay, if I do something that I'm not supposed to, right? Write that education and um, the common rule yeah. That, okay, I'm going to lose my electronics or I'm going to lose, right. like I know what's going to happen. I know how for yes. how long because I find that I run into, well, he's grounded, and then I hear the details, and it's like he's grounded for indefinitely here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are yes. these things? Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I'm like, okay, you just took all of these things away from mm-hmm. the kid, and now there's nothing left to lose. And yeah. things are about to get real bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really, and I know that um, we've t- I've talked about that in other podcasts, um, but it's worth repeating: is that the punishment really needs to fit the crime, right. and put it in perspective. And I, you know, I think in particular uh, how connected our kids are to to technology, which we have facilitated, right. is that to take everything away um, just puts them in, a, you know, a really bad position. And, and I do think so. Like if we're talking about Uh, what happens when your kid talks back to you. Let's talk, give people some ideas about what some logical consequences um, for that are. So um, if your child is being, I'm going to say being disrespectful to you, whether it's talking back or otherwise. You know, um, if parents are struggling in that consultation with you or families are to come up with, well, what are some, you you know, they have, Really interesting ideas about um how their child, the consequences for their child. How how would you help them like navigate that to find good like consequences that are meaningful? Right. So um, I'll depending on what the situation mm-hmm. is, I'll say like, can we come up with um an opportunity for the child to learn from this? Right. So whether it's writing writing the parent a letter, you know, yeah. like writing a letter of apology mm-hmm. and and. Working through what was wrong with it, right. or um, one that's coming up to me is the child. The, the issue was um, there was a lack of like gratitude yeah, for what the parents was, were doing. Yeah. So that's a um, frequent one. We, that's a very, very yeah. really <laughs> much, but, um, Going on like a gratitude scavenger hunt and having to come oh, up a bunch of things that that mm-hmm. are good. Yeah. Um, so that it's it's not depriving and it's also educating, right? And and I think too is um at, in sharing that that I do think is a very you know in speaking to my not not just parents professionally but also personally is that a lot of times we feel taken for granted and mm-hmm. you know that kind of uh, that kind of thing is even making that like starting off at dinner or right. you're all in the car hey, what's something everybody is feeling grateful about? What's something you feel grateful about towards each other? You know, just sort of putting that language out there as part of your family culture I think also can be helpful. So when your child is disrespectful, you know that – oh, and we wanted to talk about this too. uh, That when your child is disrespectful, it doesn't mean they don't love you. It doesn't mean they take you for granted. It just means they don't agree with you Mm -hmm. or – that they are just trying to express themselves. And, again, it's coming out ungracefully. Right. And the other thing I was thinking about, um, something we had touched about five minutes before we had uh, gone on uh, air, was that um, when kids talk to you disrespectfully, that part of that is that they feel safe enough to do that. Right. Yeah. And, and that was, that was I think, that, that was what allowed me to be right. as because <laughs> my parents, because I knew that you know they they loved me and that they were going to take care of me even if I was saying really not nice and yeah. appropriate things to them. Yeah. That 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 they cared for you yeah. and, and that their love was unconditional. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's you know I again if Bailey and I kind of flip this on its head is that if your child is talking back to you, that means they know that at some level they are loved unconditionally right. and that they are not you're not gonna harm them, you're, um, that they're gonna still get fed yeah, they're they and trust they won't be reflected. Yeah, trust that, relationship with yeah them. that they're that you're still going to take care of them. I was um, you know, share that my experience with my parents that I, I came late to the talking back situation. Uh, I waited till I was a teenager. I didn't even really talk. <laughs> so talking back I think my parents are good to that, and obviously you can see them all making up for that now. But um, but I think part of that, if I reflect on it, was one having as a kid who didn't. I was very um, shy and didn't talk in, much in school until again later elementary school. Is that I I did have a lot to say. <laughs> um, so talking back sometimes was related to finally feeling safe enough to be able to um, use my voice. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, you know, like you can definitely say uh, we're blessed in this way about my parents is that I always knew that even if I talked back to them or really did anything is that uh, my parents loved me unconditionally and that wasn't going to change if I rolled my eyes at them or I swore at them or I, you know, did many, many other naughty things, right? Um, so I think that it, it, that really is, we really do want parents to take that piece with them is that your kid can't talk back to you if they don't feel um, safe enough talking back to you. Right. That, yeah. So that that is like such a big, such a big part of it. The last thing I wanted to talk about, because we only have a few more minutes left, is, and and I think that we've touched on it in some ways. I just want to make sure that you got to answer this part as fully as possible, is if you can think back to what was it that you needed, like, as a kid who was talking back to their Mm -hmm. parents, what did you need um, from your parents, maybe even beyond that? Yeah, I really needed – I needed to just be able to have conversations with my parents mm. that I I could have asked questions. Right. I could have done some exploring mm-hmm. without um without worrying about them being so upset or mm-hmm. angry with me. So I could have I would have talked back much less had my parents been the, um, like giving you the invitation to Yeah, I've just been like, Let's talk about this. Okay. Or um this is this is why Okay it, just some un- more unfolding. I think it was just bottled very tightly mm-hmm. and I I didn't feel safe going to them with, with some of my emotions. Right. So, so they would just like come. It would throw your I like yeah. <laughs> <like, laughs> <like, laughs> Yeah, because I'm thinking about, well, um, I'm trying to be reflective and honest about my own parenting and think about um, how we do that, because certainly my kids have talked back to me. I guess I I don't, I don't know, that doesn't push my buttons that much, Um, but I think, and I think part of it is when they talk back to me is I talk back to them, like, you know, I sort of, it's. You with our yeah, kids. <laughs> yeah, so we both turn into, like, uh, 13-year-olds, um, which isn't great either. But I think what um, that one of the things that, as a parent, that you can do to provide for that is, say, like, I, you know, even saying something like, and I kind of want to give a little bit of a script here, is saying, like, I can see that you have something that you really need to express, you know, to mm-hmm. me. How, how do you want to do that? Because this is not working. Right. You know, this way of you expressing it to me is, is not working. But I do want to hear what you have to say. And I think the other part of that, Bailey, is that um, you know, a lot of times our kids tell as parents, a lot of times our kids tell us things that we don't necessarily want to hear. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you
0: know, and, and um I, you know, and my, I'm real super blessed. My dad's eight, uh, 83 yesterday, mm-hmm. and there's still times where uh, he does not want to hear what I have to say, and I don't want to hear what he has to say, <laughs> but it doesn't change um, the amount that I, you know, love and adore him right. either. So I think that that's, you know, that that's a kind of hard thing to negotiate is how to be open to your, what your kids have to say, um, but at the same time... You know, really, as a parent, take care of yourself, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any last things that you were running out of time? Uh, any last things that you would really just want to parents to take a, take away? If, if you could think of, like, what is there, the one takeaway that you'd really like them to get from listening to this podcast? You you want to be the one that your child goes to and learns things from, not the back seat of the bus, <laughs> you know? right. not um, in the locker room. Yeah getting ready for football practice. Like, you want to be able to to instill those morals and lessons. So Mm -hmm. um, setting up a safe communication, safe um, space. Yeah, and even, like, safe language. Like, you you can't – one of the things I say to my uh, son in particular is I'm like, you can't use the F word, at me but I don't mind if you use the F word. you know. <laughs> yeah. like, you can't say, like, F off, but you can tell me a story and and use colorful language to tell yeah, me the story. Like or if you're coding somebody. Yeah, you know? I so I think about um, picking your battles, and there are lots of opportunities with talking back to not pick that as your, as your okay. battle, right? Yeah. You know, so... Well, anyway, thank you, Bailey, so much. Yeah, for thank you me. for having me. And again, if you want to hear a little bit more from Bailey, you can listen to her on estrogen bombs. And uh, we hope you have a great day. Thanks for playing with us. Bye. <laughs>